So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Nice rainy day, but that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't keep us down. Another rainy day. That's okay. We'll deal with it. It's what we do. Um, so crazy times, COVID-19. I've learned a lot um, personally and like some good takeaways from this and uh, business-wise, and I want to share those with you, um, like the personal stuff touch on that very quickly but it's like man we've we've been forced to spend so much time with your like your loved ones in a small house like relatively speaking and um you know i have a four and a six year old boy and my beautiful wife and you know things get crazy you're running businesses and you're homeschooling and teaching and on top of each other and it is what it is so it just kind of this kind of reconfirms how awesome my family is I've been able to connect with my kids on a completely different level than before. I was always around because I worked from home, but there was a lot of times I just wasn't present because my head was in the clouds with work and whatnot. So I could be there, but I wasn't present. This has forced me to be a lot more present because there's a lot more downtime and we do switching off and whatnot. And we just connected like some grassroots old school games with the kids and whatnot and not as much electronic devices. And then with my wife, it just reconfirms, you know, how awesome she is. Um, which I always knew she's my best friend. Um, we hang out. We have no issue hanging out together. She works in the mortgage business with me. We work in the same office together. Um, so we're sort of built for this. Nothing's really changed there. Um, but anyway, so those are the personal things, okay? Um, now, business-related, there's a couple takeaways from this. Number one, t- uh, time block. How, how much that works, you know, blocking out your time for certain things. So previous to this, I was, I thought I was pretty efficient and effective in what I do. And I still think I was, um, but you know, you wake up and some days you don't know exactly what's going on. You know, you have your meetings booked and phone calls and whatnot. So, you know, you're kind of doing that there, but the other times you're just kind of piecemealing stuff together. I just kept doing it all the time. So we slowly kept moving forward on everything. Now I've been sort of forced to time block because I will take couple hours in the morning and then I've you know then I've got the kids and my wife will go do things she needs to do and we kind of do that trade off through the day so I literally in the morning it's like hey from you know 10 to 12 that's my time where I need to do stuff in the business and so I'll take an hour of that to be creative um, uninterrupted turn the phone off don't look at emails nothing so 10 to 11 and then 11 to 12 I'll work on um, process related stuff just ironing out things in the process. And so that's forced me to be uber, uber efficient. I don't get pulled away doing anything else. No one bothers me in those in that time. And I get stuff done because I know it's like, it's like the clock ticking down in a game. Like I know it's the game over soon. At 12, I'm off the clock. All this goes away for at least a couple hours. But then in the afternoon, I've got time blocking other things. So I, it's kind of like whatever I'm doing today on that creative side, I need, like I'm doing it. I got an hour, so crush it out. 
and I'm like sitting here going, wow, this is so cool. Like how efficient I've become. I'm working less hours now, um, but I'm being extremely efficient. But there's also another trade-off here is if you want to get shit done, like no excuses. I've got a ton of stuff on my plate I'm trying to do. And so I wake up at four. I wake up at four o'clock. So from four to eight, I know I'm pretty much uninterrupted, at least four to seven, four, seven thirty. So I've got three to four hours there where I'm uninterrupted. Sure, I'm getting up early, but I love what I do. So when I get up and I get to work on that stuff, like I'm crushing stuff out. So I don't have any excuses there. Like, oh, this thing, I have no time because the kids, I'm homeschooling. Well, no, you have time. You just don't watch TV in the back end or you don't, you know, or you wake up earlier. That's, there's always time, right? So that's not an excuse. So the time block, that was a big one. Okay, number two, invest in relationships. So um, for me, I'm a, I'm a one-man band. Like, I'm a very private person. I stay to my own. And the downside of that is my personal and business relationships only go so far because I don't put myself out there in those relationships as much. If people, like my circle I already have, very good. I do a lot of good things for them. I'm, I'm tight. But it's a very small circle. And so, and it's not because I don't like people or like other people, it's just, I kind of stick to my own, I'm building out my businesses, and I enjoy that, and spend a lot of time with my family, and I enjoy that, so I only have so much time, but I realize that we're only as strong as, you know, the people around us, and so I'm going to consciously put time and energy, intentional energy, into building business relationships, and some personal relationships, on a deeper level, okay, so... I've had a couple aha moments during COVID-19 and it's like, okay, I'm going to spend a lot more energy with these people and less energy with those people um, in business and personal. Okay. So that's something I've taken away from this. Um, Another one is number three, to put myself out there a bit more, you know, and so I relate this to you. We, we, I think we all tell ourselves this story that some of us can just put ourselves out there and it's extremely natural and that's what you do. And you're like, Oh, wow, good for you. Like how, like you're good at that. <laughs> Other people, it's a struggle. You're like, no one wants to hear what I'm saying. You know, I, I'm, I how am I saying anything different than another mortgage broker? Or, and I'm talking like putting yourself out there in video and social media in speaking engagements and, you know, uh, finding referral partners, like putting yourself for meetings and coffees and whatever it is, put yourself out there more. I'm going to personally do it. I'm like going, I've got this mentality right now of, you know, screw this. Well, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. And I'm going to come to like a sledgehammer. Like I'm, I'm coming out. Okay. So that's sort of a big one for me is I'm putting myself out there. I'm not overthinking it. So I say to you, there's stuff that you know, you could be doing in your business. That's going to better your business, but it involves you getting a little uncomfortable. And so I tell my kids this all the time and me and my wife, we make sure they deal like this is a mentality they have is we, we want them to become comfortable being uncomfortable and so we put them in situations and we watch them struggle and we help them along a little bit but we want them to be uncomfortable and you know we're kind of building warriors that's the mentality we have is we're we're building warriors for life um and so for you and your business i say the same thing put yourself out there more i assure you there are people out there that want to hear what you're saying and you're not going to appeal to everybody but that's okay you don't need to you need to appeal to those people that love what you say, the way you say it, how you say it. That's your raving fan. That's your tribe. That's who you want to cater to. Okay? And we all have a tribe out there just waiting 
to consume content from us. Okay? And knowledge. All right? So that's a big one. Put yourself out there. Um, a couple more here. Um, our process works. This just sort of confirmed. Sorry, I'm doing a coffee break here. It's my podcast. I can I can do a coffee break. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, no edits. No editing. This is one of those things. I do it. I don't listen back to it. I make a video. I don't watch the video. I just make sure the sound works and I put it out because otherwise you're not going to put it out. So, okay. So our process works. That's what I've learned. I sort of knew it did. We've flip-flopped in our process. And what I mean by that is from basically from like a lead to approval process. Um, we've now, we've dialed in exactly what we're doing. I'm going to tell you what we're doing because for us, it works really, really well. So our business, we don't meet clients. We don't. Okay. So we can call ourselves digital, but we're very hands-on. So I don't know. We're kind of a hybrid, but we definitely do not meet clients. Okay. So if we don't meet clients, I know there's a lot of mortgage brokers out there that they don't meet clients. So they send an online application. I know there's a lot of people that meet clients, don't meet clients, both. They send an online app out, that app goes out and you go, Hey, fill this out and then send me these docs and then we'll talk. Okay. So we, that's not what we do. And the reason we've tried that, and it's very tough because we're never meeting person to get a relationship, to have them trust us, to build a rapport. We need to be talking to them up front and make that process less transactional feeling. So if you send me a link, an online link, and you want me to fill that out, and I've never met you yet, you want me to fill that out to apply, I don't have that relationship with you yet. So I'm like, eh, like you're not stepping out. You're not standing out. I don't know really who you are. Um, so that's tough. So this is what we do. So a lead will come in. All of our leads come in from referrals or past clients. So it comes in. We instantly, with a templated response back, boom, boom. Hey, thanks for the introduction. We're going to take great care of them. Boom. And then there's a link to a calendar. Okay. And so that link goes to the team and it's their calendar. It's not mine anymore. I don't take those calls. Um, but, and it's kind of like, here you go, hop on a call and we get back to them within an hour. Okay. Every, every, um, lead that comes in, we respond within an hour. That's kind of like absolute non-negotiable. And so now the client's been left with boom. We, sh we look as if we're uber efficient, gone back. Oh, and there's a link to the calendar. We don't do the back and forth. Let me know when you can talk or I'll call you right now or just call me at this number. It's like, no, we funnel them in to our process. So they will book a call and people love booking the calls. That's easy. We've never had pushback. Maybe one guy in like five years. Okay. So they book a call, hop on a call. So there's two options for that first call. There is like a, I want to get approved or a like a quick connection, 15 minute call. So sometimes if the email, if it's been introduced, Hey, they want to get pre-approved, boom, boom, boom. We'll go great. And we'll book them into the pre-approval call. But if not, if there's like, Hey, we want to chat and blah, blah, it's a 15 minute call. So that's sort of a get to know them call. So we ask them certain questions and we're trying to, we're looking for red flags as to why they, we might not be able to help them or it's not a good fit. And then we say, Hey, this sounds great. Every, you know, we find out about their employment, like what type of employment have they filed their taxes? They have any, uh, bankruptcy in their history, consumer proposal. Um, what are they actually looking to do? Who have they talked to? Where are they at in the process? So we ask all the questions. We do very little of having them talk because if they start rambling on and they start telling you all these things that you don't really need to know right now, and then everyone loses focus and it seems like we don't accomplish anything. There's, you're not, 
you're not being shown as the expert. So you get to ask those questions. We control the conversation right from the start. Okay, so by the end of it, we go, hey, the next step, this sounds great. The next step would be to book that application call. So we take every, and here's a big aha moment. We take every application over the phone. We were in that Dustin Woodhouse years and years and years ago, put into business, absolutely changed how we do the business. I've made a podcast on this. Um, so everyone, every application is over the phone. We don't send out a link. We will not send out a link because then they don't fill the app out the right way. The link just kind of goes into cyberspace sometimes. They don't respond. They fill it out, but they have questions about certain things on the app or they don't fill out all the info. So we have to go back and then it's like, it's clunky. It's not efficient. It's very clunky. So on that call, 15, 20 minute phone call, we can get everything. We get all of our questions answered. Like the, it is validated. Our whole application is ready to go outside of getting the income documents. Um, but all the information that we need, we have on that phone call. So it's super, super efficient. And they're like, we gave people the option between making a phone call or taking a phone call or an online app and nine out of 10, want the phone call because they're like oh you actually like get on a phone that's great like it's going back to old school they want it that way the people are telling us this they're like yeah i don't want that i don't want to like i don't know who you are and so so we get on there and we build the rapport so that's that could be either call one or two we either do the app call on the first one if we know they're ready to go otherwise it's they've done two calls so by then we've had two touch points with them two interactions to build that relationship and just add on to already the referral relationship we had because they got referred in. So you can see how sticky we've become already. So we've got that done. And then we send them a link to a portal with the documents they request. So we ask for all their income documents up front. Okay. So once we've got that, we've already got the app done. We've pulled the credit. We've done everything. We've got the income documents back from them. Within one to two business days, we tell them we'll turn around with a proposal for you, a pre-approval proposal, an investment property proposal, a refinance proposal, whatever they're looking to do. Okay, so in that, then our team, they will build out a scenario for them on these budgets that we use, and then we will record a video using Loom or BombBomb, and we'll record a video of the screen with us with a little picture in the corner sometimes, you know, if our hair's combed or whatnot, if not, then we're not on the camera, um, and we walk them through the budget, okay, and so we send that out to them, and clients absolutely love that. Everybody should be doing that in their business non-negotiable should be non-negotiable because they tell us this is great we get to reference this video we get to go back this is freaking awesome um like we hear that all the time and we're like yeah like we've been doing this for a long time and shocked that other people aren't doing it so there's already you see these wow factors and these touch points is they're talking to us um we have quick turnaround on everything and then when we turn around we've got the budget We've outlined all the different options. Hey, you're pre-approved between 400 to 500. Here's your closing cost breakdown. I'm going to walk you through. It's usually a five to eight minute video, depending on how intricate the proposal is of what we're doing. Then we have, hey, to pull this off, we need to do this. Boom, boom, boom. And we'll list out some things like you'll have to file your 2019 taxes, or you'll have to do this, or you'll have to pay out this debt to qualify the deal. So we'll have that in the budget as well so as a reference point for everybody. For us, anyone popping in the file and for the client, they kind of see a checklist of stuff that they know they're going to have to get done to pull off this proposal, okay? And then we customize that budget ongoing as they start shopping for specific properties, if that's what they're doing, but that's a whole nother conversation. So they've got this. We CC the referral partner. If it is a realtor, if it's obviously like a coworker, we don't, but if it's a realtor, 
or if it was they were a client referred to us but they have a different realtor we'll cc the realtor on them. and that's very strategic in doing that because the realtor gets to see our process and we go hey p.s we've cc'd your realtor just to ensure we're on the same page and your expectations are being met and the realtors come back and they're like the ones who already know us know that's our process and they're like this is awesome the ones who don't they're like oh wow that's cool haven't seen a mortgage broker do that before can can we talk more like we've picked up business and referral partner relationships from cc'ing them on our process just showing them our process so that alone there that's a hack right there that you could go and use to get business okay so we send that out and that's kind of where it stops uh, and then there's a back and forth we have a link in the in the email that says hey if you want to book a call to go over this and a lot of times they do and we jump on that call, they literally have one or two questions because we've answered them all in the video that they've watched three, four times. And they'll be like, you really answered all my questions. I just wanted to confirm this or this. And boom, boom. Clean, easy, done, sticky, sticky, sticky. Um, there you go. So going through COVID-19, this confirmed because we've been doing this process. We flipped and made a judgment call to stick with it, stick with it instead of tweaking it. It works, it works. Going through this, you just sit back. And I, we've been dealing with clients through COVID. And I'm like, wow, it just, it confirmed that our process works. Okay, so there you go. Those are the things that I've learned through COVID-19. Um, yeah, I, I hope there's some takeaways in there for you. Um, the big, big one for me was the um, put myself out there. Okay, so you're going to be seeing a lot more of me. Um, my clients are going to be seeing a lot more of me. And there you go. All right, so five texts today, kids. Go crush it. Um, peace out.